0: Hello everyone! My name is Leandro Carvalho and this is our My English is Broken podcast. Today we bring to discussion a text written by Jennifer Grill entitled Whose English Counts? Native Speakers as English Language Learners. And to help me on getting deep on this subject, I will have with me Jamal Scott and Charles Albert Farabai also sharing their thoughts with us. For our listeners who happen not to know the author, Jennifer Grill is a teacher educator at Florida State University in Tallahassee. Well, first of all I would like to talk about the three myths debunked by Jennifer. The first one is about what we call standard English. Charles, tell me, do you agree with Jennifer on this matter? Well, Absolutely. She gets right to the point when she classifies standard English as a prestige dialect, used commonly by people who have social power. Therefore, to recognize standard English as the most correct form of English is to reinforce linguistic prejudice among the other varieties of English and its speakers. As well said, by Peter Trudeau, standardized English is not a language, accent, register, style or set of rules. It is itself a dialect of English. Well, if you see language as a linguist does, you will know there is no such a thing as a more correct dialect, right? Jamal, any thoughts? Well, uh, and I have to say that this also happens here in Brazil, my friend. The former dean of UFPR, Carlos Alberto Faraco, wrote a book casting a light on this subject, right? Do you know this book? It's called Norma Culta Brasileira, Desatando Alguns Nós. Right? Uh, however he calls the prestige dialect urban standard Portuguese which carries very similar characteristics especially when it comes to its speakers and the class the social class where they are all right Jamal uh yeah and uh, alright and the second I want to talk about the second myth the second one states that dialects are improper and randomly created forms of the language Shama, would you share your impressions on this myth please? I think that When one says this myth out loud, it kind of rebukes itself, doesn't it? Oh, maybe you know nothing about language. Or maybe you just wanna keep your business going, right? However, Jennifer gave us good examples which confirm the existence of rules and similarities with other languages and and those dialects, right? She mentioned, for example, the double negative produced by Afro-American English, which also happens in Spanish. Well, fresh news for you, buddy. It also happens in Portuguese, in sentence like não tinha ninguém lá na festa, we can find this rule. Now, about them being proper. That eventually leads to linguistic prejudice, doesn't it? Well, if you consider that dialects appear due to uh, geographical and social reasons, then yes. Uh, Alright. And the third and last one says that dialects interfere with learning proper English and should not be used in the classroom. Charles. Do you mind talking about this one? I reckon that Jennifer is really accurate when she says that banning non-standard varieties is banning learners' identities. And here I want to mention a brilliant talk by Jamila Lascott. Uh, yeah, she's not yeah, she's not your family. Yeah. Where where she defends the thesis that she's trilingual being able to speak what she calls cool, I think that she, she refers to standard English here, friends and family Englishes, she considers herself an articulate person rather than illiterate. And that comes along with the culture clock metaphor used by Jennifer in her article. And not only that, That exposes another crucial premise, not all native speakers are fluent in standard English. And also this idea of the correct form is quite colonialist, isn't it? Totally! As Jennifer puts it, what's the motivation of learning a language which is well known as a tool to silence their voices, cultures and identities? A language which shows me that I'm inadequate. Well, I have to say, that's quite frustrating. Uh, And what about her ideas to deal with all forms of English? Jamal, did you know about the series Do You Speak American before reading the article? Actually, I didn't. And I really liked the idea of the dialect translating. I think that would work fine for a rap, for example. I would give them the lyrics and say, alright guys, can you give me some standard English on this? (laughs) Haha! I really think that authors such as Toni Morrison, Mark Twain, I would add Jennifer uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm quite nervous. My first podcast. I would add David Foster Wallace to this list as well as Alice Smith, right? I think that can be, be can they can be productive source of dialect to have as a reference. However, I wonder how that would work for a more basic level of learning or or even young ages. All right. uh... Uh, I think that uh, that's all for today. I would like to thank you, Jamal, and thank you, Charms, for participating. And uh, for you who are listening to us, thank you. Thank you very much for your audience and see you next week. Bye-bye.